right? We've all been there. We feel like we've finally figured it out. We've unlocked the key to stay healthy and be healthy, to eat well, to work out, to have energy. Or we figured out how to create our schedule around all the things that we need to do so that we can focus on our dreams and bring them to life. And things are rolling. We feel like we're on a train that will not stop because we've got it figured out. And then what happens? Oh my gosh, all of a sudden we're like, well, maybe I can do this one thing differently, or maybe I can sleep in today, or maybe I'll just skip this one this one healthy piece of my, my eating lately, and I'll just eat this instead, or I'll just let this go. This can wait till tomorrow. And then boom, we're like, how did I end up back where I was before? I was trucking right along. Or maybe it's not even slow. Maybe we just get sick or maybe we go on vacation and we come back and we are just like, I do not want to let go vacation mode. Vacation mode was the best. We just let these things dump out of our arms. We've collected these amazing habits and they just doosh, just fall from our arms like we piled on one too many plates. And how, how do we get back from that? Because that can trigger, that can trigger a rut. Welcome to the Create Beautifully podcast, where the potential in me honors the potential in you. If you're wondering if you can really change and truly find and live your purpose, then I invite you to let me be your accountability partner and for you to be mine. And together, we can explore with curiosity and humor what it is to create beautifully in every area of our lives and to take action to make that happen. So there's some form of self-sabotage where we can't get back to what we were doing. We let it go. We drop it all at once or we let it go slowly. And then, and then we get stuck in this rut. And then all of our lovely thoughts about ourselves and whatever piece of our life it is that we just can't seem to get on track All of our negative thoughts, of course you couldn't do this. You thought you could do this, but you can't. You've ended up back here time and time again. Here we are. You're never going to get out of this. And that's probably the nicer version of what a lot of us say to ourselves. And then we may just be like, well, at least I'm good at X, Y, and Z, right? I mean, we've talked on this podcast a lot about the gardens in our lives And how, you know, if we think about it, where we each have a garden for each area of our life, right? Our intimate relationships, our career, our finances, our physical health, our friendships, um, you know, all the areas of our lives, right? And we have some that we're naturally good at and they look beautiful and they bloom and we push them to the front and we show everyone, yeah, but I'm really good at this. I'm really good at this. And the things we're not great at, the gardens that are kind of like wilting and dying, or maybe we you know, have shoved them in a corner and thrown a tarp over them. Um, Those are the ones we try to hide from people. And so when it's one of those gardens, whether it's our health, our career, our money, whatever it is, when it's one of the ones we're not naturally good at and we're like, I'm trucking, I'm like, all right, I've got like, I've got some new things planted. I've taken out some of the weeds. I've replaced some of this kind of old nasty mulch. Like it's looking good. And then when that starts to die off again, it can trigger so much embarrassment, 
and shame and it can get really intense and it can feel really hard to come back from. Um, I recently finished reading Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart, which by the way, every human being should read. It should be like a required manual for being a human on the planet. (laughs) She goes over, I believe, 85 feelings and makes beautiful distinctions between them. And since I just mentioned shame, um, and you know, she's not the first person to say this, but it just was so clear to me. Shame is where we take on, um, we take something on as who we are, as part of our being. So when we're really working on one of these gardens and we're really trying to make new habits and then we fall out of it and we fall into shame, it's where we're telling ourselves, of course I couldn't do this. I'm not that person. I'm not the person who can get healthy. I'm not the person who can handle her finances. I'm not the person who can have a huge career. We take it on as part of our identity. And when we take it on as part of our identity, as just, you know, oh, I'm not good at this, or I'm such a loser over here, or this will never happen for me. I'm just not the person it happens for. When we take it on as part of our identity, it's virtually impossible to let it go because we and our egos and who we are feel so attached to our identity that it's feels it feels instinctively frightening for our egos to let go a piece of who we are. I mean, doesn't that sound scary? Like even if even if we weren't talking about, you know, something negative, just anything that we feel, yes, this is who I am. I've made this claim. I'm not a tech person. I'm a very good listener. I am, you know, I'm great with numbers. I'm shitty with numbers. Like whatever it is, our our um our subconscious can react to it. Almost as if we were like, well, I'm just going to chop my arm off today. I'm going to cut my arm off. <laughs> and then everything is like, no, no, we can't cut our arm. We'll bleed everywhere. It'll hurt like hell. We need our arm for a lot of things. You'll look weird. Everyone will make fun of you. Like it's everything in our bodies. Like this is who you are. You can't get rid of it. So that's a really important piece to remember as we get into how do we bounce back from self-sabotage and the subsequent spiral into a rut, which could be a shame rut. It could be an embarrassment rut. Um, there's a lot of things that it could be, but shame is shame is really big, especially with these gardens, again, that we're not naturally used to tending to. And we can lean on the really good gardens, right? Like if, if we kind of fall off and we're in a shame spiral where we can kind of be like, yeah, but look at this garden. Look at my money garden. Oh my God. My money garden is amazing. Please do not look at my health garden or vice versa, right? Like, yeah, but look how good I look. Look how in shape I am and how much I take care of myself. But also please don't look at my relationships garden. Like, <laughs> you know, and And that's all about other people because I know that internally we would love for all of our gardens to be doing well. And and we can't figure out why we can't do that. We can't figure out why why it feels like maybe we're not allowed to have all of our gardens just growing beautifully. Why we why it can feel like maybe we don't have the energy or the resources or the capacity to tend to so many gardens at once. 
and it can feel really overwhelming. And when it feels overwhelming, we can self-sabotage. We can, we can fall back, right? So I want to talk about this concept and, and, um, a lot of you may have heard of it before, but there's the first time I really had this broken down and understood it was from a book called the big leap. It's called the big leap, conquer your hidden fear and take your life to the next level. It's by Gay Hendricks. And, um, I actually felt like the book should be titled The Set Point, <laughs> Your Life's Set Points, uh, and not The Big Leap, because I felt so much of it was really about these set points that we have. And when I read this, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. So we have these set points for what we feel we are allowed to experience in the way of abundance. So abundance, not just meaning money, but abundance of health, abundance of, of love, care, friendship, kindness, pleasure, joy. We have these set points for these things. And when we start to step into new ways of being that allows more abundance to come in, we practice receiving more love. We go out and we start to go after our dreams more and things start to happen or we're eating healthier, we're working out, we're taking care of our bodies. When we start to step beyond the set points, okay? Our our subconscious, our egos, our 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 um our neuropathways, like the ways that we're just used to being in the world and and all the pieces of our bodies that react to that. It's like, okay, okay, this feels good. Like it feels good. I feel like I can do things. We're expanding expansion feels good. You know, I don't feel so shitty. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And we're like, cool, like, let's keep doing this. So, you know, we go like a little beyond our set point in our bodies, like, all right, I can do this. This is, this is nice. I feel healthy. I have energy. You know, I've got, um, I've got a lot of momentum going on. And then as we continue to push and kind of expand this bubble, I almost like to think of it like there's this really teeny, stretchable bubble around us and we start to kind of push on it like with our arms outward like wings um, or we start to kind of blow on it <sighs> you know it starts to blow up around us like a balloon a little bit and our body's like oh there's more room in here this is really cool and then when there starts to be too much room we start to open it and open it and open it and then we're like oh I don't know that it feels cozy anymore in here. (laughs) I'm starting to feel like my, like it's starting to feel slightly cavernous, even if it's not like remotely cavernous. It can just, our body can be like, oh my gosh, it just feels, it feels like too much. It feels like too, too much and I can't handle it. And we will do things that will bring us back to our set point. We will self-sabotage. Ah, that lovely, lovely alliterative uh, phrase. We will self-sabotage to bring us back. So um, personal story, recently, uh, I'd say in like, let's see, um, I've talked about Lens of Love and launching Lens of Love. And I had a, I had like two months where I was really, two and a half months where it was just like everything was on lock. I was doing this really cool course um, from this woman I follow, Carolyn Cohen, C-O-W-A-N, should you want to look her up on Instagram. And um, 
I was doing these like weekly courses with her and I was in this one that was actually all about core work and core work for self-empowerment and kind of holding yourself together. And it was pretty wild. It was like this 90-minute class that was mixed with like breath work and core work and it was really, really cool. And I really felt like it was interesting how the physical was making me feel powerful and capable uh, also on a productive level not just on a physical level, it spilled over. And, um, you know, obviously lots of studies when your body feels good, you're more productive. When you're more productive, you're more likely to take care of your body, you know, kind of all goes hand in hand. And I was feeling amazing and I was getting things done. I was like in pro mode. Okay. And then, um, and then we went on vacation to the beach and I was like, it's vacation. Like I'm totally going to eat a little extra ice cream, like have an occasional soda. I love Coca-Cola, but I really don't drink it a lot on purpose. Um, and I'm not a big, I drink alcohol, but I'm not a huge, a huge alcohol consumer, namely because my body just doesn't like it very much. Like it just doesn't react well. Um, to alcohol, but I still like still on the trip. I was like drinking a little more than I normally do, which isn't a lot for a lot of people, but it was still enough to be like, oh, that's not good. And then we had like um, two weeks, and then we had friends in town for a week. And it, those two weeks were just like I was still doing stuff, but not as I was, but not as like consistently. And then last week or this past week. We had friends in town and it was just, we had a blast. Like we had a blast, but I just totally was like, I'm just letting go of all of it. And it's so interesting to me that it was, that it's like, it was like all the goodness was coming in in terms of friends and they're basically like family. Uh, it's my husband's best friend and his two sons and they're each only a year older than our daughter's. And the kids, we've been getting together for four years now, and the kids love each other. And this was possibly our best trip. And so they're in terms of like the friendship garden, and also just for me, kind of like like a mom, my, my mom garden, I was like, oh my God, my kids are so happy, and we're doing these cool things, and everyone's enjoying the time, and I'm just going to... I'm just going to let it all in and I'm going to receive it all. So so this garden got a lot of attention, but it was interesting where it kind of felt like, okay, I've got this garden really, really growing, and yet we're going to take this kind of physical health garden and dump it a little bit all in the name of relaxation and fun, right? And so this week... I'm paying for it. I don't even know if you're going to hear it in my voice, but like my face is stuffy and I've got a headache and I'm totally found myself in that rut. I was literally like, what am I going to talk about on my podcast? What am I going to do? And finally I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about ruts <laughs> because I am slowly pulling myself out of one and pulling myself out of some self-sabotage here. And uh, I'm not sure that there's anyone who can't relate on some level and it's so interesting. It's, I just find it so interesting that it's like when when we really focus on one, we'll allow one to take a back seat. And it, it can feel hard to have them all tended to at the same time. And I think it's I think it's because we think of it as work, 
We think of it as like this hard discipline thing we have to do. And, and yes, like, yes, we do need to recreate some neural pathways and that can create, that can, that, that there has to be discipline around that for a while. Um, but it, it's, it's so interesting, the idea of these, of these set points. And so if we're, if we're constantly defaulting to a set point, right? So, and even defaulting to it where if we're pushing in an area we normally neglect, we pull back in an area that we normally take care of, right? Um, almost to just keep the water level at the same height, no matter where we are. But it's like, how can we keep our beautiful gardens beautiful and tend to the other gardens? Um, and I think the first thing is just recognizing the pattern. And I think that's huge. And if that is if that is the only thing that changes for the next year in your in your constant, you know, self-sabotage back to that back to that set point pattern if the only thing you do is go oh my gosh i think i'm defaulting to this set pattern i'm being unhealthy i'm not taking care of my finances maybe starting drama is a really big way to self sabotage and get back to a set point um starting drama starting fights um finding things to just be inflammatory about um, in order to just not feel peace, not not feel an ability to receive just joy and abundance and, and feel love, right? Just starting shit is an absolute way to self-sabotage. Um, so how, how do we do that? Like how, not only how do we reset, right? So now it's like, okay, we're back at our set point and I'd like to move forward again, but how do we keep from bouncing off the same wall? Just, the, you know, how do we keep from bouncing and just landing right where we are and just doing that over and over and over and over? And I think I think one of the biggest answers is, um, is just doing it slowly. And I, I think it was actually in The Big Leap where they talk about the analogy of scuba divers. So when scuba divers are swimming, you know, at their giant depths, I'm sorry if you're a scuba diver and I'm like not giving very good uh, information, but if you're swimming down in the depths of the ocean, you can't just rise back up because you will explode, right? Basically, yes, implode if you go down, explode if you come up. One way or another, you're going to die. It's not going to be good for you. And so you have to go up little by little and you have to go up and you have to kind of pause at a certain depth and let your body recalibrate to that new pressure. And then you have to go up a little bit more and then you have to recalibrate to that pressure. And you do that until you reach the surface. And if you go up too fast, you're dead. And it's really similar here. And I know so many of us want to just go from the depths of the ocean to all the way to the top, pull our mask off and breathe the fresh air and say, I'm here, I'm alive, I'm ready to go and everything's amazing. And, and I think one of the reasons we really want that too is because we see that on social media. We're getting fed these messages that oh, you can go from here to here without recalibrating, without adjusting for pressure. You can absolutely do it. Follow me, follow what I did. 
And it looks like, it looks like everyone's doing it. And to be clear, I mean, probably the max amount of people you're watching do it is what, 20, 50, maybe in kind of social feeds, people who just appear to be really, really killing it. Think about the actual number of people where you're just like, wow, they're killing it. And then think about like the number of people, not even in the world, but even just like your state or your town or the nearest city, right? It's like, if we put it into perspective a little bit, it's like, okay, I'm really only seeing a few people. And again, like I said, like we we always want to show people our most beautiful gardens. So the people we're watching who look like they're killing it, they're showing you their most beautiful gardens. And it doesn't, and, and I don't want that to take away from anything that they've done because there are people who've worked hard to move up, to change their set points, to raise their set points. And those are the people, those are the people that I like to learn from. The people who've really figured out how to do their set points where it's not just, hey, this is my one garden that I'm really good at. And we can learn from that one garden. But if someone's really good at one or two gardens and they haven't learned how to raise their set point around anything else, we've got to take it with a grain of salt. It's like, okay, you're really good at this one garden and I would like to learn how to tend a similar garden. So I'm going to take those tips from you. But if you're telling me, for example, that I have to hustle to do this garden or I can't take a break or, you know, if you don't look like you have a functional family or relationships or whatever it is, um, then then, then maybe you're not tending to all your gardens that well. And so I need to have the wherewithal to say, hey, this person's really good at this garden. I don't know for sure if if they've ever raised their set points around things that don't come naturally to them. So I'm going to give myself compassion and grace and say, hey, if all they've done is this one thing, of course it's going to look beautiful, but I don't want to just do that. I want a beautiful, well-rounded life where I can expand my set points in as many areas as possible. So I'll take some tools from these people and I'll take some tools from that person and I'm going to slowly integrate them. And as I come up from the depths of the ocean, I'm going to recalibrate. I'm going to stop and pause. And what do we do in that pause? Like, What does recalibration look like? And a lot of times what it mainly is, is letting our nervous system know that it's safe for these good things to be happening. It's safe to be allowing more joy in, more love, more abundance, more money, more discipline, um, more focus. It's it's safe to expand like that. And we can do we can do this in so many ways. We can do this through meditation. We can do this literally through just laying on the ground, <laughs> just laying there on your floor outside in nature is great just for like however long you need to, half an hour, 10 minutes, an hour, and just tell yourself, I'm safe, I'm safe, I'm safe. And you do this throughout your ascension past your point. And whatever it is, like you, it may be that you get massages and that helps your nervous system calm, calm down. You may be talking to a therapist. 
You may be doing some mindset work, maybe journaling, meditating, uh, acupuncture, just things that tell your brain that, hey, you're expanding and it can feel scary because you're not used to any of this. It can feel like the other shoe is going to drop, but that's not the case. The other shoe will drop if you don't bring your nervous system along with you. You've got to upgrade your nervous system operating system along with your new habits because new habits aren't enough to sustain you unless they're also bringing along your nervous system, which is related also to our unconscious and the things that we feel like are okay to receive. Um, one of the things we can also do in here is to interrupt the thought pattern. And this is something I've been playing with for a while, and I'm finding it fascinating. So by interrupt the thought pattern, I mean, let's say you start going into a self-sabotage mode, or let's say you're in it and you're in a rut, and you've got that whole thing going on in your brain that's just like, oh, of course, who did I think I was? I'm never going to do this. This is never going to happen. Why can everyone else do it? I'm stupid. I'm ugly. I'm, I can't ever figure it out. Why does that person get to do it? I'm smarter than them, right? So we can also go to I'm better than everyone. <laughs> we can go to I'm worse than everyone, and we can go to I'm better than everyone. And it goes around and around and around and around. And I don't think we really realize that we can put new thoughts in there. I think a lot of times it feels like, well, I have to think these things because I have to punish myself. That can be a thought. I think it can also be, I have to think these things because I have to figure it out, right? So if I if I really just think about how shitty I am, or if I really just ruminate on how I'm actually smarter than all these people who are doing so well, you know, why am I not? I'm smarter, I'm better, I'm more intuitive, I'm whatever it is. It can be like, well, I have to keep thinking that because then I have to figure out, well, if I'm smarter, then how can I how can I do what they're doing if I'm smarter, how da, 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 right? And either way, it's putting us in this really restrictive pattern. A lot of times, if you tap into your body, you can feel it. You can feel the restriction in your in your chest. I personally feel it a lot in my belly. I, I'll realize, like I'll take a deep breath and I'll just be like, oh my gosh, my stomach has been so tight. <clears throat> I've just been like s- squeezing it. And I'll take a deep breath and I'll relax it. And even sometimes just taking a deep breath and relaxing wherever you wherever you feel this restriction can be really, uh, really freeing just in that moment and can also help interrupt the thought pattern. So I've started doing this thing where if I'm walking around or showering or whatever it is, and I find myself in one of these two thought patterns, because we can get involved in both, right? Either like, oh my God, I'm not good enough, or like, I'm totally good enough, what's wrong? Um, I just start filling it with stuff. So I'll just start being like, in this loud voice in my head, I'll just start going, I am powerful, I am capable, I am kind, I am smart. I am powerful, I am capable, I am kind, I am smart. I'm powerful, I'm capable, I'm kind, I'm smart. And whatever comes to me, whatever positive thing comes to me, you could also, for example, create a list of a few of these, um, 
you you want them to be an I am, right? I'm creative. That's another one that I'll throw in there. Um, uh, I'm funny. I don't know if I've been very funny in this episode, but I find, I think I'm funny. <laughs> um, you can put it on like a lock screen. You can have, you know, tape up a sheet of paper on your bathroom mirror, you know, put something in your office that just has like three to five I am statements to just remind you what they are. Because I'm going to tell you, if you start doing this and you're stuck in, in this like spirally pattern of your brain, just blaming other people. That's another thing. That's another place we can go. We can go better than people. We can go worse than people. We can go blaming people, right? We can go super victim status. Um, which so is the, I'm not good enough. Also victim. I'm better than everyone. Why can't I also victim? This person effed me over. Also victim. There's no power in any of it. There's no power in any of those stances. And it's really hard to move forward from self-sabotage in a rut if we don't feel like we have the power to do that. So we need to get out of thinking like victims. And one of the ways, again, to just completely change our thought in a very loud, even if you have to say it out loud, even if you're, you know, you're driving, you're walking, whatever it is, and you start going, I'm creative, I'm capable, I'm smart, I'm kind, I'm benevolent, I'm creative, I'm capable, I'm kind, I'm creative, I'm capable, I'm kind, I'm smart, I'm creative. Just repeat it like Rain Man, right? I don't know, I'm 43. How many of you understand the Rain Man reference? Um, just keep repeating over and over and over and over and over and over. The second, like the second you feel something come back in, whether it's, you know, jealousy, envy, uh, embarrassment, shame, just whatever, whatever is trying to drag you down to your set point, immediately go back into like, I'm creative, I'm capable, I'm smart, I'm kind, I'm creative. I'm capable, I'm smart, I'm kind, I'm powerful, I'm capable, I'm strong, I'm brave, I'm courageous, like whatever you need. Google some stuff that resonates with you um, and just say it out loud. Make it louder and make it become a habit. And even if you, even if it helps sometimes, it can help sometimes to do something physical um, right when you start interrupting the thought pattern. So um, you can like, take your finger and like just do a little like flick on your hands. Some people give themselves a pinch, not a hard pinch, but just like, hi, I'm there. A little like little cheek, like a little, can you hear that? It's me doing a cheek slap. <laughs> little cheek slap. Just, hey, we're going to get out of it. Boop, boop, boop. We are getting out of it. So, so awareness that the self-sabotage, the thoughts around that, that come from self-sabotage, the thoughts that lead us into self-sabotage, interrupting that pattern, interrupt the thought pattern with something new. And what we're doing is we're changing our state. And I learned this um, from Tony Robbins, who's been teaching it for decades. So we call he, um, he talks about state, story, and strategy. So a lot of times what we'll do is we'll be in these self-sabotage, these ruts, this, this you know, victim, men- victim mentality, just, you know, our brain is telling us all kinds of things to keep us at this set point. And from there, we will try to create a new strategy. We'll be like, okay, new plan, new plan, new plan. But our, but we're creating the strategy straight from 
this victim mentality. So we're there and we're like, oh, I suck. I'm such a loser or I'm so much better than everyone or why did they fuck me over? Okay, here's the new plan. The plan is for me to prove to everyone that I'm smarter than this or yeah, I've got a plan, but I'm a loser. So I probably won't, you know, follow through with this plan or like, I'll try this plan, but they'll probably fuck me over again. And it's like, okay, we can't, we can't create a strategy, like an effective strategy. If we feel the same way, if we're still stuck in that. So we've got to change our state and you can absolutely, the best way to change your state is physical dance go for a run. We all have favorite music, you guys. Everyone has favorite music that you can put on headphones and you just start to be like, oh my gosh, movement is huge. When we're in these ruts, when we're in these self-sabotage, you can watch people. You can watch people talk when they're really in a rut and their bodies hardly move. It's like this encasement, right? We talked about uh, this idea of kind of a bubble around you and blowing it up and expanding your your set point that way, expanding the space around you, expanding your your reach, your your sense of power, your sense of self, um, expanding that. And when that when that is like deflated, it's like and it like sucks in on you like vacuum packed. It's like you're vacuum packed and. And so you're stuck in this story and it's so constricting and you're stuck in this, I I like to think of it as almost like, almost like slime, like you're vacuum packed in like a kind of a thick layer of stretchy slime. Um, And it's, and like you need to expand it. And so just moving your body, like literally stretching your arm all the way out to the right and your left arm all the way out to the left and then bringing your arms up and over your head. I'm doing this as I'm talking to you. And literally, if you do this right now, it's like, oh, 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 there's more space moving your body and then if you can get into dance or even just even just playing music and just letting your body move the way that feels good you know if you're like oh man I'm gonna roll my neck oh my neck is tight let me just roll my neck and just roll your neck as long as you need to and then all of a sudden you're like oh my shoulders are tight you're like oh let me just roll my shoulders as long as I need to even if you need to do this like 12 times a day or like three times a day, four months, for a year, right? It's just expanding, letting your body know it's okay, creating this state. And then as you start to do it, bringing in those thoughts of I'm I'm capable, I'm brave, I'm powerful, I'm safe. Oh, I'm safe is huge. I'm safe. It's okay. I'm safe. I'm strong. I'm creative. I am... I am being led. I am divinely created, right? Remind ourselves of our connection to God, to the divine. Remind ourselves that we have this connection and that when we start to open up, we can be divinely guided, right? And that feels like amazing. So just opening up our bodies and consciously shifting our thoughts are two really, really huge ways so the three, the three things would be moving our bodies, interrupting the thought pattern with new thoughts, and letting our nervous system know that it's safe. 
letting our nervous system know it's safe, interrupting our habitual shitty ass thoughts <laughs> with some new ones, no matter how much it feels like effort, just effort it, just effort it for a while. In the shower, say it out loud. On a walk, say it out loud. Like, you know, just just get new thoughts in your head. And then and then and then movement. Move thoughts. Let your body know it's okay. Move, change your thoughts. Let your nervous system to know it's okay. And understand that it's a, it's a slower process. It's like a spiral. You know, hopefully next time you hit a self-sabotage and a rut, maybe you're aware of it faster than you would have been before. Maybe you start to come out of it a little faster than you would have before, even if it's only like, even if it's a little bit less than before, or if it's a real shit spiral, it's okay. Be aware, come out, use whatever tools you need. I talk about tons of tools um, in various episodes, a lot of my guide episodes are all kinds of things, all kinds of things. And we're going to be talking, you know, we talk about, uh, I've talked about tea ceremonies. I always talk about talk therapy. That's always great. We talk about movement. Um, I'm going to have some more people on soon for just lots of ways to let your nervous system know it's okay, to help process things so that as you come up from the depths of the ocean, you can recalibrate. And eventually you can reach the top and we can really start having these beautiful gardens. We can pull out some shitty gardens. And even if they only have a couple things growing in them, they're not dying anymore, right? Maybe they just have two plants, but they've been cleaned out. They have nice soil and they got a little plant in there. And it's beautiful. And so you have full permission to bounce back from self-sabotage and ruts. And that's why I named the podcast this. Because one, it's talk talking about, you know, we talked about how to, act, action steps, which we all want. How do I do it? How do I do it? But also the permission to do it. Give yourself permission to get out of this self-sabotage and this rut. Give yourself permission. There's softness around that. And there's, there's something about allowing ourselves permission to get out of it that's a lot different than wanting to beat ourselves out of it. A lot of times we want to self-flagellate. We want to take a whip and whip ourselves in the back and make ourselves feel like shit for falling off. But if we just say, I get it. There's a lot of things in your life that has said this is a comfortable space to be, right? And, and I get why why you just keep coming back here. This is what you've known. But I'm going to give you permission. Permission to move out of it. And there's a softness to that. And when we're kind to ourselves and we offer ourselves space, safe space in a soft and tender way, we're way more likely to move forward. Own bravery, our own compassion for others and our own compassion for ourselves. So we can move and live more fully into those and live joyfully and freely. Thank you. If you are in the middle of some self-sabotage or a rut, know that my heart is with you and know that you can get out of it. New thoughts right now. What are they? 
I would love to know what they are. If you want to DM me some of your new thoughts at Liza Hippler on Instagram, that would be amazing. And friends, it's okay. We're all human. Go and create beautifully. I believe in